All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the communication solution with us here, the MI Guys. And we are here to help you empower the individuals, organizations, and communities you serve, as always. And to do that today, we have a topic that some of you might know about called affirmations. And we're going to dig into affirmations today from a variety of angles and for a variety of reasons. So that's as far as I understand, but uh, anything else, Tammy, for adding to that? Well, before we get started, I wanted to make sure everyone knows who's on the line here. We've got John Gilbert, who is hosting yes. this, this party today. We've got Casey Jackson. and who's I'm participating Tammy. in the party today. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Tammy Clay, who is also, also participating. But yes, today we are talking about affirmations. So affirmations are, it's kind of a big topic. I know we talk about it in our trainings, but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into affirmations and maybe like, you know, where did they first come from? You know, what's the difference between affirmation and praise? I think that's a common one that gets kind of mixed up, but we can go also a lot of different directions too. So does anyone have a place that we want to start this conversation? Yeah, Tammy, just from what you said, you know, even from the part, I think it's great for us to look at the difference between uh, affirmations and praise. I think there's parts that we can get lost in semantics. And I think there's parts where it is very helpful to kind of split things out. So we are using what we're talking about accurately and effectively. You know, the way we traditionally train it at IFIOC is the difference fundamentally between do you want compliance or do you want behavior change? And even though they sound nice, praise is nice. It's not mean. It's not, it's not with a whip and a chair that you're praising people. It's there's nice and there's reinforcement to it. But one of the things that we look at is that praise kind of agreeing, approving of people praising them. It tends to be that we're reinforcing that their behavior is something that we like to see or that yes. somebody else likes to see or the system wants them to do. Yes. And, and we tend to praise people for that. It doesn't mean we couldn't praise them for doing what they want to do, but praise really is that I'm, I'm, grant, I'm granting you, I'm approving. I'm, 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 my status gives more credence to your status, you know, that I can see it, that I'm witnessing it and I'm going to praise you for that. And that, I'm going to keep saying it's not bad. It's, yeah. it's not, it's just not bad. It's structurally different in the way the brain processes that. Mm -hmm. than the way an affirmation does. The reason why we look so much at affirmations is because the whole point in motivational learning is we're trying to facilitate and foster longer term sustained behavior change. Mm -hmm. So when you get into praising people, you can reinforce a pattern where when they feel praise from you, that they want to seek that from you more often, that approval, mm -hmm. or that, do you see that I'm good at doing a good job? And, you know, which we see <laughs> even, even with you know, kids on the dance, little kids on a dance floor or little kids in a softball game or something like that. It's like, as soon as they do something, the first thing they do is look in the stands to make sure mom and dad saw it. And, yes. you know, good job, good job, good job. And, and, and again, that's not bad. It reinforces behavior. Mm -hmm. It does it create long-term sustained change and affirmation is how do you build that structure from within? Yeah. And you build that structure from within is that that narrative starts to become an internal narrative and when it's an internal narrative, then you you use that to support a sense of self-efficacy. Mm -hmm. You use it to develop a sense of personal agency. And then I'm sure John's going to dive into, they're just all, there's so much research about self-affirmation. And so the, the, 
the road that you start on to build self-affirmation is on the road from affirmation, which is way further down the line than just praise. Well, real quick, before we move on too fast, though, I do want to take a moment for those that don't know what self-efficacy is. Can we take a moment to explain that? John, you want that one? Yeah, I mean, and I don't know, I don't study it exclusively, so there could be other things beyond what I'm about to say, but I know it deals with this sense of, do I feel able to make a change happen? Do I have the ability and sense of confidence to make that change happen? And to what degree I feel able and a sense of confidence is a way of thinking about self-efficacy. And so one way to think about how much am I addressing self-efficacy in a conversation is how much am I calling out abilities that I see within the person? How much am I calling out that when you put your mind to something, you've been successful or guiding towards, which aren't necessarily affirmations, but things about past successes are classic in MI. What, when have you been in difficult situations in the past that you've been able to make it through? You're addressing their abilities and them to talk about that, right? So that's the self-efficacy. And in terms of affirmation, it's calling those things out and making those things firm. And I just wanted to highlight that as another level uh, or just another point to what Casey was talking about, which is to pat someone on the head or to prize something, as you uh, kind of pointed out in some of those old slides, Casey, we used to talk about the Latin root means to prize of praise. And the Latin root of affirmation is to affirm, to make firm. So in the case of self-efficacy, you could make firm that someone has the ability to put their mind to something and be successful, or you could make firm that they have more within them than they realize. They, they have so much in them that they've demonstrated or that you know they know that they could do. And that is really, those are the sorts of affirmations that make firm self-efficacy, but you could make firm a lot of other things like personal agency and some other things we could get into as well. So, you know, Another thing that I'd say, just to kind of round that out from what John said, is when you just look at the words self-efficacy, it's just efficacy is to be effective. Do I think I have the capacity to be effective with this? Do I have the ability to exert control over my own motivation or my behavior or my environment? And and where's my confidence in that? The, where Do I feel I can be effective? And the stronger the self-efficacy, obviously, the more we feel solid in our personhood and in, in the way that we we navigate, you know, relationships, situations, you know, things like that. So that's how I'd round it out, too. Just when you look at the word self-efficacy, it's can I be effective? Do I have the capacity to be effective in whatever I'm doing with my thoughts, my emotions, my behaviors? Um, can I be effective with that? So has anyone compared, because as you guys talk about it, affirmations and empowerment? Because I feel like those are are very similar also. Because I feel like affirmations create some empowerment. Yes, yes. Casey, I'm, I'm curious for you to talk about this in relation to long-term change here. Uh, in a sec, I just want to uh, say this while it's on my mind that I know I, at one point I talked about with Dr. Susan Butterworth for you know, if we ever change anything in the MICA in the future, that changing supporting autonomy and activation to be empowerment, because that's so much of what you're doing. You're putting the responsibility back in the choice in a supportive way and the activation, which we'll talk about later, the the mm-hmm. affirmation and everything like that 
back into their lap. And all of that is this umbrella of empowering the individual. As Casey, you taught me, maybe if it's an umbrella metaphor, one way to empower with a, a piece of, you know, one of the spokes holding up the umbrella is yeah. affirmation. And there are other things you could do to empower people, but affirmation is definitely under what I might, you know, use that metaphor of yours, Casey, under the umbrella of empowerment. But there are other things you can do to empower as well. But I am curious kind of how you would use that, what Tammy brought up, Casey, for long-term change with, with affirmations and empowerment as well. I think empowerment, I think that there are the things that go hand in glove and which fits under which umbrella when we're thinking about self, self-efficacy and empowerment uh, affirmations. I think of this strategy, it is such a specific technique in motivational to do an affirmation. It's how do I frame this in a way with inside this person's worldview that their behavior is getting them that which they want. That process is an empowering process. But the strategy I'm using for that is specifically how am I, how am I opening my mouth and forming words? That's, that's a strategic intervention. That's an affirmation. You're, you know, you're providing this statement, this witnessing that creates empowerment. And so I think there's the, I think it's you and Dr. Butterworth were talking about, you know, you know, modifying the supporting autonomy and activation into empowerment that is more of that umbrella of what we're trying to, you know, orchestrate or mm. what are we trying to, you know, spark within this, in, in this individual mm. in a mindful way, not in a passive way, but in a mindful way. And I think this is where you get into some specific skills like affirmations to do that, which mm. When you when you listen through that narrative, you can see how something like praise loses a little bit of potency. To praise someone doesn't necessarily feel like it's empowering. It feels like it may be acknowledging, but it doesn't have that empowerment sense to it that an affirmation strategically is attempting to do. Acknowledging yeah. this is empowering. That's that's a powerful, succinct. A significant differentiation, acknowledging versus empowering. Yes. And on that note, so first of there's two things that come to mind with that. I'm I'm curious, Casey, for you to use this, I don't know if it's an analogy or metaphor, but with that mirror versus you know, witnessing versus doing the reflection. I do want to set that up, but before I lose this thought, there was a thought that went through that you had just talked about a different style of affirmation of highlighting that their behaviors are getting them what they want and setting up self-efficacy in that way and witnessing that, which might be different than witnessing their strengths and calling out their strengths, which might be different than witnessing or calling out their abilities or their personal agency, sense of control and stepping up and taking control. So we can get into the different flavors and, and anyone that finds that helpful that's listening or watching to this, please let us know and we will dive and geek out as you know we can. But I am, Casey, on what you just said, curious about what's the difference with that metaphor of acknowledging and, and, and witnessing versus witnessing and empowering and that whole thing kind of that I'm visually doing with the, the mirror that was so helpful for me. You know, I, th- I think that these concepts, I mean, why we like to talk about them is because they are so complex. And I think sometimes language does get difficult that we do get into semantics to make it more clear the, with the whole mirror analogy. The reason that mirror analogy came up for me and, and what John's talking about is it, it evolved for me of just doing like simple reflections in a complex reflection, then complex reflections and affirmations. 
and when I use the construct of a mirror, it's like if you just take the mirror that's on the back of your bedroom door and look at that, that's just kind of a, a full length flat mirror. And that's a reflection and that's accuracy to it. But you can also be in like a 360 degree mirror, like we've talked about before, like with what not to wear or shows like that, where it's just like all of a sudden somebody catches an angle going, wow, I did not notice that about myself. Yes. Or what I've been talking about people, I think in my aging process is even, you know, walking down the street by a department store and there's, you know, all of a sudden you catch your reflection in a window and you're like, whoa, that's me. Like it just, that is, to me, that's strategic. That's way more than just a simple reflection. What we're talking about with, and this is where equipoise came into it as well too, is that when we, and this, this whole evolution is thought into affirmation is that if people see me holding the mirror, they tend to look at me more than they look at the mirror, which is why mm. equipoise and writing reflex are so important. So if I hold the mirror up and I say, so you think that looks okay on you? And I'm doing it as a reflective statement. The person's like, well, you're kind of, a, instead of holding mirror up and saying, you know, so you think that looks okay on you? And they look in the mirror and they're like, I think for the, well, maybe I don't like this part of it, but I, but for the most part, I think I look okay. So their brain is talking to them, not my brain talking to them. So this is how we moved into more complex reflections. With affirmations, what you're using strategically then is you want them to catch an angle of themselves where they go, I am capable. I, I do have the self-efficacy. I do have the capacity to do this. And sometimes we don't see it in our day-to-day life. Just like we can see ourselves in the mirror every single day. And one day in the mirror, we look at ourselves and go, who the heck is this looking at me right now? And you've looked in the same mirror the same way for you know a year. And all of a sudden you catch an angle and you're like, oh my God, do I really look like this? Mm-hmm. It, it, and I think it's the, the, the proactive side of that that in our day-to-day lives, especially in our the way the world has changed, I think it is harder for people to do that self-witnessing. And so we have the capacity to strategically, like, how do I hold this up in a way that they see deeper into themselves and they see their self-efficacy? They see this well of uh, potential and, and the desire to feel that that strong sense of empowerment. To me, that that is different than holding up a reflective statement. Mm-hmm. even a complex reflection that goes so much deeper yes mm-hmm. and then and what, is it, and what does it yield i think that's why it's so important to me mm-hmm. it's it goes so much deeper and then what is the yield the yield is beyond feeling heard and understood the yes. yield is that you see this pilot light just jump up yes another notch. Mm-hmm. well i mean I'm, I'm kind of thinking about that in reality you know praise good job tammy for uh running that hundred yards versus an affirmation, you've realized that your body has the ability and strength to do this on your own. Like that just builds so much more within you to go, yeah. <laughs> yes. And the the beauty of that, like you were just using, when we think of practical, like phrasing, you know, you realize you have this within you. You know that your body is capable of more than what you know, has been put to it and you know that you could put more into it, that you have the ability to make that happen and how you phrase that can have more or less potency. And obviously that takes practice. You know, I would defer to Casey as probably being significantly more potent than me at affirmations with his background. But there's, if your intention is to make firm things within them, there's going to be a sense of a yield. And I love that term because it's not about just feel good conversation. It's not just from a theoretical basis that when you do these things, there are certain outcomes that are highly 
and I can't remember if it's associated or correlated with them, there's a yield to someone feeling differently. And then there's a yield to a difference in the long-term change, which, I, which I'd love, Casey, for you to speak to a little bit more. But the, the thing that I don't want to skip over is that when you do these things, ability talk is a type of preparatory change talk. Yes. Ability, desire, ability, reason, and need. And so by doing an affirmation, you're helping someone have a sense of ability, which is a type of change talk. So you're, you're doing two things at once, helping them with activation, which we could go deeper into, and helping them with a sense of change as possible. And that's what you were just feeling as that yield, Tammy, for that. So anyhow, I wanted to highlight that and just also give the, the visual, Casey, of like if you were holding up the mirror on the, or the mirror was being held by the back of that door, that's different than basically someone calling out in that mirror, witnessing a strength, witnessing an ability, witnessing that you are getting to where you want to go. Is, is different when that's called out versus something on your pants right now is by your knee. You know, and it's just, they're just different and they yield different things. Even though that might not be what was on the person's radar, that's about their knee and something they're feeling or something important to them about their knee. I don't know, it's a terrible example, but, <laughs> but or you're oh, calling- We're tracking you, John, we're tracking you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, you get the point. But I just- it's, it's that thing that we could get into in other podcasts and things too. Of the initial example you used was a writing reflex of like, that's what you're wearing versus you're witnessing and you're trying to stay in equipoise, but call out something that's empowering while still trying to stay in equipoise. I think that's a fine line to walk versus judgment of good or bad. I also think that's what you are implying there. That is another nuance of affirmations that I wanted to speak to as well. You know, as you were talking about that, John, what, what struck me or kind of the vision that went in my brain with that is deep complex reflections go deep into how this person feels deep into how, what they want, what their deeper motives are. And that is, I mean, that's just, that's going to get into masterful motivational learning and where is, where is the root source of sustained talk? Where's the root source of change talk? Very potent, very powerful and influential in dialogue. And so then you think, okay, I, then what, what is an effort from that perspective? When you're, when you're talking that mirror perspective, for me, what struck me is it's when you're inside somebody else's else's reality and what the mirror shines on is their immortal God or goddess inside of them. You know, that when you're, that is different than reflecting deep change talk or deep, you know, emotion or feeling you're reflecting into that, that God or goddess inside of them. And, and you want to, feed and foster and facilitate that coming to life and, and, and just growing out of the person, you know, that, that, you know, that potency inside of them. I hadn't thought of it that way before What I've been kind of my, my mantra lately has been trying to, when I do the MI and trauma classes is how do we engage that supercomputer between the ears that every human being has, Yes, but may not, but not all the programs may be running or, or some of the apps may be damaged, but that is a, frigging supercomputer between our ears. And why do I think mine is better than yours? And why am I giving you advice and telling you how to do it? I would rather activate your supercomputer between your ears. And, 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 and that whole process is not only cultivating change talk, but how do they have an awareness that they have the supercomputer between their ears mm -hmm. when they don't feel like they do a lot of the times? Yeah. 
And, and that alone, Casey, when you can activate that, that brings so much, oh my gosh, so much goodness to them. They feel so empowered. They feel so engaged. I mean, that's, yeah, that's huge. Which ties, when you say that to me, that is literally directly what we were just talking about with self-efficacy. When that comes to light, it's like, oh, I have the capacity to be effective in my own life, to to be and create and participate in the world in the way that I choose to. I have the capacity to do that. And I want to act on that capacity to do that. I'm empowered to activate on it. That's where you can see this correlation with affirmation, self-affirmation, and how you start to see the impact on empowerment and self-efficacy. Yeah. Well, I know uh, we might be coming to the end of time of this. There's so many things we've touched on to expand on from activation to how affirmation really goes even deeper into long-term change and the different components of uh, personal agency and other components to what activation means and all that. Like there's so many things going on, but the one thing I wanted to bring up here is that even in like the videos we'll show in our trainings, like I hit my father or some of these ones by some of these uh, companies that have made videos is you have people that aren't necessarily like, yay, I'm going to make this change. Wonderful. And I feel incredible. I'm like an anime uh, person jumping up and down at the end of the MI. There's a sense though, that there is this ability within them or some sense of control. There's a sense of something that even if you used hype, even if you wanted to, you know, you could quit if you wanted to, you're just not sure. You know, there's, there's a focus that doesn't always have to just be having that same feeling, but your intention is the same. Your intention is to call those things out and really call and speak to that supercomputer goddess ability, however you think about it within the person that they have this sense within them that change is theirs if with their abilities and confidence and or that they could have an influence on it and i say that too because in that video of i hit my father he doesn't realize certain things about the program and there's a lot of me just just so people know it's my father hit me not that i hit my father oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) a couple times i'm like i'm thinking people might get a little confused but yeah thank you people know what you're talking about but yeah, he never hit his father because his father would have decked him, he said. So okay, uh, his you. father hit him. So <laughs> Maybe they got in fights, so we just didn't know. That's going to be or, very rational. Maybe it's just projection, John. We never know. <laughs> I'll have to listen back to the recording because I don't think I just heard that one. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I, anyways, the point being is that he he has this these preconceived notions of how the world works or how these classes work. And then he gets this sense of resolve within him that this really matters. There's some affirmation-esque things that happen after that. Of He has the ability to make this change. And then she brings in information that helps him have an informed choice with that ability. And I want to just give voice to that right now with so many things happening in the world. So many echo chambers of different thoughts and opinions about so many things that we can give people the ability to make change happen. And still there's a place to talk and discuss about things, knowing that they can still make changes in their community or whatever they want to do to change the world. And our whole goal with affirmations is to highlight that ability they have, highlight those those things they have within them while still guiding 
towards possibility and for them to make an informed choice based off of who they want to be and that they can be that if they want. And I just wanted to highlight that because just because we're focusing on ability or just because we're focusing on affirmations doesn't mean everyone always makes always the most informed choices, uh, including myself. So I just wanted to highlight that as we're coming to a close here. Love it. Thank you so much, Sean. Anything else that Tammy, you had or Casey as we're wrapping up here for this one? No, but thank you. Okay. Got it. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully this was worth your time and we touched on a variety of things. If there's anything in here that you would like us to touch more on in a podcast or we're now starting these micro courses, Tammy, that you can talk about. Anything that would be helpful, you can email us at Casey at ifioc.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y at ifioc.com. And we would love to address it in a podcast. We're even inviting people on to podcasts now if you're interested in that, as well as then those micro courses. If you're interested in that, they're like five or 10 minutes on different topics. We have a lot of other resources at ifioc.com and we're rolling out a whole new set of classes and 2022 now other resources that you can we'll think of before i'm i just want to make sure the micro courses are in our membership so make sure to check that out and then also if you want to learn specifically more about affirmations check out our advanced trainings or the skill building classes yes those are great well as always we are here to provide the communication solution that will change your world and hopefully today helped with that. So anyhow, wishing you all the best and take care. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.